Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Live Stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, Akron, Ohio. Uh, today is Sunday, December the 26th, 2021. <clears throat> this is the last Sunday school, <clears throat> pardon me, last Sunday school for the year. <laughs> so what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, music. And um, uh, good morning, Arlen and Angie. Uh, Press Toward the Mark by the West Angeles Church of God in Christ Mass Choir and Congregation. Uh, here comes the music. Thanks for being here this morning, uh, and come and join us. Glad to have you. <clears throat> Good morning, Bev. Good morning, Charles and Joanna. Thanks for being here. different devices or something. I never can figure that out. Well, Angie said she's on now. Good morning. Hey, Starsis. Good morning. 
How are you? Thanks for being here. Oh, got you covered. Okay. He's at the church. I'm at home. Got it. That's how. Two different devices. <clears throat> Laura, good morning. keep playing because it's it's not quite done yet. Thanks for being here this morning, everybody. Church of God in Christ Mass Choir and Congregation, Press Toward the Mark. That was performed live. And uh, thank you again for the musical selection for today. It actually, the more I listen to that song, the more appropriate it is for this particular week and the week that we're going to have with our uh, Sunday school uh, as well as with our uh, message that will be following. We have a message that's following here online. <clears throat> it's all virtual this week, everybody, just so you know. We're not uh, meeting in church today. we got construction thing going on, which is pretty important. <clears throat> we also have the, the COVID thing, but it's more about the construction right now because uh, I think we just want to make sure that everyone uh, is safe because they have to do some things to the inside of the, the building or the floor area where it might create a lot of dust and residual stuff there that we don't want to be breathing. So we'll, but for this week, they're, they're going to be doing the construction for the floor and get that done. So we'll have a few days to be able to get back into the building for the new year. Uh, but until such time as we're doing that, we'll be here. And we have 
Sunday School right now, and we will also have the lesson, the message later on called New Beginnings, which will be following Sunday School in the timeline here. Uh, it is uh, uploaded, well, it's already uploaded. It will be posting about 10 o'clock, but uh, following Sunday School, you'll see it. Uh, for those of you who are staying online with us, we have a virtual service this Sunday. I thank you for your prayers, your ongoing support for Lynn and myself, for our family. We have had uh, a very, we had a very quiet Christmas. I hope your Christmas was a very good one as well, too. It was very quiet here. Um, it was just uh, me, Lynn, and the kitties, and uh, we enjoyed it. But, um, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much, appreciate everyone, it. for your prayers. Absolutely. We, we appreciate each and every one of you um, for your support. It's been a um, it's been a tough week. You know, we, we, we're not going to uh, pull any punches about that. It's been a pretty tough week, but we're, we're managing and we're doing what's, uh, we're doing forward thinking, moving forward and, and pushing ahead. And I think that song uh, is also very appropriate for this particular time as well, too. Um, the, um, please do remember <clears throat> your tithes and offerings as well, too. We want to make sure that you are aware of that. Um, thank you, Angie. Appreciate that very much. Remember your tithes and offerings. We are, uh, we will be having a, a box uh, set up at the church uh, outside for a drive for a drive up for your tithes and offerings. I believe it'll be available uh, on uh, at uh, what time? At about 11:30. I think that's the time that was rem I remember being mentioned here too. Um, Oh yeah, the floor. I appreciate the pictures about the floor, Arlen. I don't, um, I, I don't know if they can be posted either. I can, we can share them probably online because it probably wouldn't come through very well here on camera. But uh, it's, uh, it's stripped down. <laughs> there is no floor <laughs> except the concrete. Um, but, um, but anyway, that's, um, well, maybe we can show it. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, you can slide. I can slide it. Oh wow, look at that. Uh, um, we'll try that. I don't know if that you can see that well or not. I, maybe you can. That's a beautiful pool. Don't put it too close. Don't do it. It's actually getting, yeah. Well, okay, you can see parts of it. Parts of it? Okay, is that a little bit better? Yeah. Okay. Is that You're going to get glare regardless. Just yeah. Trust, trust us. Trust us. That's the floor. <laughs> yep, it's getting, it's getting to a place where we're going to have a new floor, and we're going to have it a lot earlier than we thought we were going to have it, too. That's the, that's the neat thing about it. Um, yeah, look at that. That is fantastic. Wow. Charles, well, after this service, we'll put up a floor update photos. Yeah, we'll put, a, we'll up, we'll put up uh, photos on a, a floor update for those of you who are able to look at these online, but uh, we can share those. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so that's, that's, why we're, that's why we're out today. <coughs> Excuse me. So, okay. Remember your tithes and offerings. Uh, for those of you who are not going to church to drive up and do those, uh, drop them off at the uh, drop box. Please mail them to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And we appreciate your remembering those things, too. And we do want to mention also that we were about uh, $3,000 away from getting this thing paid, this floor. So just pointing that out for you, uh, to, uh, please pray about your contribution for that if you're able to do so. And uh, we look forward to eventually getting that whole thing taken care of and that would be just fantastic and we'll have a new floor that'll last longer than we will. 
That's how, that's how long that floor is supposed to last. I think it's supposed to last a long, long time, which is going to be very good. Okay. I think those are the announcements uh, in particular to mention. We did want to mention um, that we are very appreciative of our church family. We, uh, we, we could not be successful in moving forward if we were not for the prayers of, of those who are supporting us. And supporting our family. But we will carry on. We will move forward. We'll have some bumpy moments. Um, even like we did yesterday during Christmas. But uh, we'll have bumpy moments. But that's what life is all about. And I think that the message today actually is going to capture. <coughs> excuse me. A good portion of that. That vibe for all of us. To be able to make sure that we're always. Moving forward in faith. The lesson today in Sunday School is about the superiority of faith and finishing up the section of Hebrews chapter 11, verses 30 through 40, which we'll also be talking about this faith as well, too. And we'll look at this faith, and this faith is actually going to be um, it's very appropriate because it also talks about faith in very, very difficult circumstances. Um, I think that that is what faith is all about. We, faith is wonderful when things are going well. But the reality is that a lot of us have to rely upon faith when things are not going so well. And that's what we need to look at here. <clears throat> and we're going to press ahead here in spite the frog in my throat. But we're going to do it. And we're going to get through this. All of us. Amen. And we're going to do well with this. So let's go ahead and look into the word here in Sunday school and make sure that we are paying close attention to what the Spirit is speaking about and what it has to say as we move forward. Let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to sit quietly and hear you speak to us through the power of your word. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for peace. We thank you for your comfort. Lord, when we are not comfortable, you comfort us. And I thank you that you're there in spite of everything that's taken place. Lord, you don't promise us that all good things are going to happen because we trust in you. We know that <clears throat> there will be moments where you will not, we will, we will have to call on your presence because things are so difficult. But we thank you that you do respond and we thank you that you hear our prayers. We thank you that you hear our calls, and needs for prayer. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives right now. Thank you for giving us the comfort that we need to be able to be sustained moment after moment. And we give you praise and thanks. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, everybody, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to look at verses 30 through 40. Hebrews 11, verses 30 through 40. This is the, one of the areas that kind of wraps up the section about the faith chapter, the so-called heroes of faith, because we're going to have some other names mentioned here. But it's not so much the names, it's about the circumstances as to what they were involved in and what they were, what they were taking place, what was taking place in their particular areas of faith, <clears throat> where they are being mentioned as part of this hall of fame of, of members of faith. Let's start reading in verse 30 of Hebrews 11. This is the New Living Translation. 
and we're going to read down to verse 40. And what you're going to see here in this passage are some very, very uh, striking passages here that talk about these people who have this faith and yet what they had to go through. And, And I think that that's a really, really important thing for us to see. Starting at verse 30 of Hebrews 11. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days, and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Verse 32. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Verse 35. Women received their loved ones back again from death, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Verse 36, some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Verse 37, some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half and others were killed with a sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed, and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Okay, that is Hebrews 11, verses 30 through 40. So you can see where this passage took us. It took us to those moments where the faith, people of faith were victorious, and it also took us to those places where those people who had faith had to suffer and, and even be killed because of their faith. And I'm reminded of something that's really important here as I look at this whole passage in its totality, because there truly will be days where... <clears throat> we can rejoice because of our faith and what we have done and what, what God has accomplished on our behalf. Because that's what the faith is all about. It's about what God is doing and what God is, has been accomplishing. But there's also going to be moments of faith where we are trusting the Lord in spite of all the things that are taking place. Remember, there are people who are would not survive uh, when they are being persecuted by the opposition, and yet they were trusting in what? The greater reward. What is that? song that we were referring to talked about it talked about looking forward to the future looking forward to pressing on for um the prize pressing on towards the lord jesus christ and there's going to come a place in this world today where a lot of what i just read on the last part of this passage is going to come to pass again because there are going to be people who are going to be martyred for their faith once again i mean they're being martyred now there are people being martyred today and they're but we're going to start to see maybe even a mass martyring of, of people who are, are, are people of the faith because we recognize that um, 
when, when, we, when we see about the Antichrist and we talk about what, what happens during that moment in those times, we're going to see a lot of people who are martyred for their faith. <clears throat> and so when I see, again, verse, 30, <clears throat> verse 38, they were, too good for, they were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. That's going to be a lot of us um, because there's going to be so much persecution. People will be hiding out. And that doesn't make us any less <clears throat> of a, a, a strong person because we're doing that. Uh, it's being done for survival. It's being done that when people are, were, were talking about having church in caves and in homes, it's because they weren't able to do so or worship at the temple. They weren't able to go to their own churches to do so. So these are all things that there's a touch of prophecy in here, um, <clears throat> I believe, if we look at this passage for what it really is. Um, it's just a reminder of what, what can and will occur in the future. Um, I'm prayerful that our children won't see that in their lifetime, and they won't have to worry about that, children and grandchildren. But that's the reality is that it is coming uh, at, at some point. All right, let's go back to the top of Hebrews 11, verse 30, and take a look at it. And, okay. Um, oh, God bless you, Roscoe. I, you know, Roscoe's in dialysis right now. I, uh, there's just a brief note that I saw that. Good morning, brother. Thanks for being here today. Get, uh, keep praying for my brother Roscoe. Uh, please do that. Uh, keep remembering him. Uh, he's, he's hanging in there, and he's with us in Sunday school. How about that? God bless him. Back to verse 30 in Hebrews 11. And thanks for sending the notes, everybody, because I love that. That's great interaction for, for Sunday school. Back to verse 30. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. That's very true. Then verse 31. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. <clears throat> now, Rahab is a very interesting uh, character here that we read about in Scripture. And Rahab automatically, you know, people look at, how, why would God use a person who had essentially a double whammy um, when you look at the Jews? She was a Gentile and a prostitute. Uh, that's a double whammy. Um, I, I know that they both are not, uh, one is not necessarily worse than the other per se. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Right, they're not great. There's sin involved, obviously, when you're becoming a prostitute and all that. And the Gentile thing is just a human being. But they, but Gentiles typically lived in such a way where they were not following the Lord. That was uh, uh, that was generally assumed to be true uh, because of what, what we understand in Scripture. However, Rahab was different. <clears throat> Rahab was showing herself that she had faith in what God's word was and what God's message was when those spies were had come along she did not want to see her family and her city destroyed um she wanted well she didn't want to see her family destroyed the city was going to be destroyed she was being spared and so was her family because she decided to have faith in that moment and what faith does ultimately is that it helps us to turn around and do what's right regardless of what our past is regardless of it being disapproved of by others faith is what makes us do what's right. And at the end of the day, that's really what matters. Uh, I think that that's what we have to look at here 
no matter how your life is or what your life is involved in, let's say you're, you're having a tough life and you're not, you're not always being obedient to the Lord, if you take that step of faith and just trust in him, he is going to acknowledge it and he's going to recognize it and he is going to respond to you because you decided to have faith in trusting the Lord in that moment. Uh, does it absolve everything that you've ever done? No, that's not the point. But the point is, is that you're having faith and trusting in him in that moment and that you're believing. And God's going to honor the fact that you trusted him in that moment. You've got to understand something. This whole thing about salvation, um, working out your salvation, <clears throat> you can't do anything to get salvation. You have to still trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It requires faith. There's no question about that. But it's a lifelong process. You're, once you get saved, there's much more work for you to still participate in, to grow personally and, and grow in such a way where you're going to get better and better. Um, you're going to move further and further away from that place where <clears throat> you're the old person and now you're the new creation. And the new creation, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit more <clears throat> in the message later on today as well, too. It's a continuing refining it's a continuing process of growth that you're going to be going through in your life. You don't just stand still. You just keep moving forward. And you keep growing. <clears throat> in spite of your past, in spite of what you were involved in, you are still growing and developing. You're learning a way that you're going to sin less and less uh, than you had in the past. And that's what we're trying to always work, work towards and make sure that we're always paying attention to. Faith starts the process to do those things. Faith starts us on the process of continual growth. We are far from saying that we have our act together, amen? We don't have our act together. We still, we still sin. I mean, we still do things we know we shouldn't do. But this faith, Rahab is a great example, if you look at Scripture, about how God honored her because she believed in, believed in him. Ultimately, believed in him and what was being said. And she wanted to save her family. She wanted to save herself and her family. And because she believed, she was honored for that. Because you remember, the rest of the city was destroyed. Um, but uh, Rahab and her family had safe. They were, they were saved. They were kept safe. Okay, let's go to verse 32. How much more do I need to say? And this is the writer of Hebrews writing to the Christians. It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Verse 33, by the faith these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle. And put whole armies to flight. All right, before I jump too far ahead here, I want to cover a couple of things. Um, of course, we know that we've mentioned great men and women of faith here in this passage, and some experienced great victories. And then this is what I mentioned earlier, too the victories were experienced even over the threat of death. And remember all the times when David, in fact, was, was praying. Uh, to, to save his life because he was being chased, he was being 
Um, they were going after him, uh, and and he. But there was many times he had to pray for his life to be spared, and yet David was able to experience great victory. David um, also was humiliated a few times as well too. So he had his moments as well, but ultimately. Those victories did come, but some were mistreated, some were tortured, some were even killed. You know, that's the reality of life. We, we have to understand that not everything is always going to go uh, so smoothly that we, you have uh, a life where things are not going to happen to you. Things are going to happen that are very difficult. And... The Lord, in his grace, may preserve and keep you, but in other cases, he may, you may be tortured and killed. That is what's being said here about these great people of faith. Um, and you know what? This is not uh, necessarily a happy type of a message. It's not necessarily trying to be happy. It's, a, it's just dealing with the, 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 the truth about where we are in this world, what kind of domain we're in. We are in Satan's domain. We are in his domain. We are in an area where Satan does not want to see any of us succeed, but yet we do succeed because we have faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is more, the Lord is more powerful than anything Satan can dish up. And the one thing that, that Satan cannot do is touch our very souls. When we became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have eternal life, and we do not have to ever worry about um, losing out on anything in that perspective. We will always have this eternal place that we look forward to. Our lives here may end, and and for many of those who have had cancer or who have had difficulty, <clears throat> in spite of being powerful people of faith, um, they have life uh, in heaven because they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the most important thing that we all can look forward to. Having a steadfast faith in God does not guarantee a happy, carefree life. It never has guaranteed that, and... Uh, Anyone who is deluded enough to make you believe that would uh, would teach you that would be just giving you a false teaching. It would be not incorrect. Um, goodness knows you're going to experience heartbreak. You're going to experience pain. You're going to experience difficulty in moments where uh, things are not going well uh, with members of your family or yourself. Um. Our faith guarantees us that we're going to have to deal with some sort of abuse from the world, whatever that is. But we, and we don't always understand why we're suffering. We're never going to always understand completely why we have to suffer. But we recognize that because of where we are, we are going to suffer. Um, the only time we're not going to be suffering or having experiencing any pain is when we leave here and we're with our Father in heaven. And he will be the one that will give us comfort. Um, that's a tough lesson sometimes to teach. That's very true. My, my wife just said something that's very true. But you always remember that God is never going to give you more than what you can bear. Uh, that is what's very, very important for, for anyone who's going through a tough time right now. And that's what... Even with this. Right. So it requires faith to get through these situations <clears throat> and believing in God's promises. And, and I think that that's the question we have to always ask. Do you trust God's promises? God has made promises to us that he is going to keep. And he has been keeping them all throughout this time as well, too. 
<clears throat> just like the promise about not giving us anything more than we can bear. He is faithful even in that, that we are uh, able to bear through and get through those moments when things are tough. We'll have a cry. Um, you'll, you'll be upset. You'll shed some tears. Um, but you'll... Pardon me? And you may be frightened, yeah. But you still come back and say, Lord, you're the one who's got my very soul in your hands. You're the one who's taking care of me. Um, and that's where you have to go with that. <clears throat> the Old Testament records the lives of various people who experienced these great victories. And <clears throat> and we, we kind of mentioned some of the names here, not all of them. Joshua uh, being one of them, Deborah. Joshua and Deborah overthrew, overthrew kingdoms. Um, that's in the book of Joshua and Judges, uh, chapter 4 and chapter 5. We got Nehemiah who ruled with justice. Uh, that's the entire book of Nehemiah. Daniel was saved from the mouths of lions. That's in Daniel chapter 6. We, we know all about that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, were kept from the harm in the flames of the blazing furnace in, in Daniel chapter 3. Elijah escaped the edges of the swords of the evil, evil queen Jezebel's henchmen. <clears throat> First Kings, <clears throat> pardon me, 19, 1 Kings 19, 2. And going forward, Hezekiah regained strength after sickness in 2 Kings 20. Gideon was strong in battle in Judges 7. And a widow's son was brought back to life by the prophet Elisha. Uh, 2 Kings 4, verses 8 through 37. There's many, many records in the Old Testament of people of faith who uh, got through and had great victories. And so we want to also mention that those victories are very important too because those victories came not just because of their faith. Well, it became because of their faith, but God had to act in all of those situations to make sure those victories took place. Amen? I mean, that's what had to take place. God had to be the one who had um, confused the enemy or <clears throat> caused them to flee uh, without knowing what they were facing. There were things that God had to do to make sure that those things were taking place. And yeah, it says this basically back in verses 33 and 34. <clears throat> By faith these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Uh, their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. So <clears throat> the importance here to see here is that we can experience victory too through faith in Christ. Our victories <clears throat> over oppressors may be like those of the Old Testament saints, but more likely our victories will be directly related to the role God wants us to play. So we, we have a role that is being played here when we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we see that? The victories that we experience are because of God's presence, because we are trusting in him, we are relying upon him, and he is the one who is acting on our behalf. And that is something for us to be very thankful about and look forward to as we continue to trust in him. I don't want to give any impression that every single day of life is going to be tough or we're going to be scuffling so much that it's just going to be so woeful that it's like, why am I living? No, that's not, a, not at, at all correct to say those things. We do experience victory, and we experience victory daily. I, and I think it's a matter of us looking at this for what it really is. Every day that we're alive, 
is a victory. Every day that we approach new in Jesus Christ is a victory. Every day that we live and experience his presence, his very touch, his encouragement, um, answers to prayer, those are victories. Those are successes. Those are all things we need to always embrace and look to when we look at life itself. As people of faith, we have so much to look forward to, and we need to make sure that we always have that approach. Is every day going to be an, an easy day? Of course not. There are going to be tough days, but go back and think about what I just said. Every day that we have a life is a victory. We are, we are living victoriously in Jesus Christ because we have life. And why are we are victorious? Because that means we still have a purpose. Every day that we're alive, we still have a purpose. We have a purpose in the kingdom. We have a purpose in serving the Lord. We have a purpose where God can use us in the kingdom for his glory every single day that we're alive. So that's very, very important for us to see. And I, I pray that you can see that as you look at this. And there are tough times, no question. But we have to look at the fact that we have victory in Jesus Christ. We have victory in Jesus. We have victory and that he is going to keep his promises for us. We have victory and that we can look forward to this time. Um, we appreciate you guys very much encouraging each other, even online right here. Um, just noticed, I'm looking at some of the comments here. We have to encourage each other. Uh, that's really what is important here. Um, I'm very thankful for people like Miss Laura, who sets a wonderful example for each one of us uh, as a woman of faith. A uh, hundred years old and and getting stronger and older, but but still here and still able to praise God for uh, His presence um, in in her life. And then that's what we need to look forward to. We need to keep lifting each other up in that way as well too. Um, there have there are going to be tough times where we're going to deal with all kinds of stuff that we don't want to have to deal with. And, and for the most part, a lot of us have dealt with that already. We've dealt with it. We know what it's about. I was, I was, um, it was interesting to note that I hadn't really thought about it before, but around this time of year, a lot of people in families, um, whether it, it be about, maybe in, in some days past it was the flu. You know, people would get sick and die of the flu. Um, but they would die around the holiday, right, around Christmas time. You would, you would have people dying in December people leaving here and a lot of people um uh, i even mentioned it um uh, a young lady who i work with um just a, just under a week ago uh just a few days ago died of a brain aneurysm um and and that was yeah that was like the day before christmas eve if i'm not mistaken it was right Another friend of mine, friend, friend of yours, lost her dad on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay, yeah. Th there's all kinds of markers that um, you see these things happening, and you learn more and more about that. It does give a give a, give a different perspective to um, celebrating Christmas. That's, that's all the more reason why we have to keep Christ in Christmas because Christ has to be present. Uh, at moments like this where you're looking at those types of situations, those types of families. Um, Christmas time is 
certainly supposed to be a very joyful time because, not because so much of the time we live in, <clears throat> but the time that Jesus, God had, you know, sent Jesus, his son, um, uh, to live. The, the Isaiah 9, 6 passage, the wonderful counselor, a uh, child is, to give, is given to us, a child is born for us, pardon me, Prince of Peace, amen. Those are all the things we have to, to look to, and we definitely rely upon his peace right now at a time like this. Uh, it's a great reminder. Okay, let's go back to the passage. <clears throat> hope I hope I didn't veer off too badly there. Just wanted to make sure I was covering some things that I, that came to mind as I was looking at this practically. Hebrews 11:35. Women received their loved ones back again from death. The others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Verse 36, some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half, and the others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. Keep that in. Look at that. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. <clears throat> These are all people of faith. Verse 38, they were too good for this world. Wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people learned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. Now that's something we need to understand too. They had a promise that they were looking forward to. They knew that there was something to look forward to. <clears throat> but would they realize it themselves? No, they would not. We have to recognize that that is where we are. Sometimes we look at these people. Um... Some people don't like to experience pain. Um, some people say, why me, when they're going through tough times? Most people. Um, well, my, my lovely bride says, most people say that. Why me? Um, and if we're honest, you know, we, we, we would say, like, man, why do I have to go through all of this? And <clears throat> perhaps they feel as though God deserted them. Perhaps they say God's not as dependable as he laid himself out to be. <clears throat> um, but we live in a world that's evil. It's filled with suffering. We know that because we've seen others suffer. We've seen others, others suffer in ways that we, we can't uh, imagine. <clears throat> we've seen people tortured. We've seen people murdered. We, we recognize that these things do indeed happen in this world. And it's just a reminder that we're living in Satan's domain. We're living in a world that um, some people value or, or welcome that type of a world where others suffer uh, for their personal benefit for whatever reason, which is an ungodly way of thinking, but that is that is the way some people do think. But we, we have to understand that believers still must always go back to the fact that God is in control. God has um, had allows things to happen, unfortunately, um, for, for us to see sometimes the things that we need to see. Um, and we need to see some things, but we need to recognize the type of world we live in. But it's all the more reason for us to be prayerful and desire a better world and desire a better place to be. Um, it's rather, it's important for us to not, you know, like say, like, 
okay, how come there's so much persecution? Let's just look at it this way and say, first of all, if if you're not suffering for Jesus Christ in some way, shape, or form, perhaps you're not you're you're avoiding a lot of things that maybe you shouldn't be. Uh, perhaps you're avoiding uh, really getting down for the kingdom or doing something for the kingdom. Perhaps we need to be looking at, you know, why am I, you know, maybe I'm not suffering enough. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you have to look at it from a standpoint where it's not always about you saving your skin. Uh, it's not always about you protecting your feelings. I think that's sometimes what we have to uh, keep in mind here, too, is that you're, you're not always going to protect your feelings. There are going to be times where your feelings are going to be hurt. You're going to be you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be angry. Uh, you're going to get upset about what's going on. And. We, we also have to recognize, too, that Jesus suffered as well. You know, we, the suffering that we talk about sometimes is minuscule and minor compared to what Jesus had to go through uh, for us to show us the type of world that we're living in. Um, we have, uh, there have been others that have faced persecution, and we have faced persecution, but, you know, some of us have, are pale in comparison the persecution we've suffered from compared to what Jesus suffered. Um, Jesus understands our fears, our weaknesses. He understands our disappointments. Let's take a look at a passage real quick. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4 verses 14 through 16. And when I when I talk about this, I don't want to. I guess there's a there's a fine line when you're talking about uh, people complaining about uh, little piddly stuff that happens in their life, and I try not to do that. Um, yeah, it's all relative, I suppose. But 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 things are going to happen in our lives. But Jesus is well aware of our sufferings and knows about our sufferings. If you look at Hebrews chapter four, verse fourteen. This is the Christian Standard Bible Version. It says, Therefore, <clears throat> verse 14, Since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So that's really where the remedy is here is that we have to just go to Jesus when we're having this time of difficulty because he can relate to us. He's the one who strengthens us. He encourages us. He's promised never to leave us. That's what he said to us about us in uh, Matthew chapter 28. Um, never leave us nor forsake us. And he intercedes on our behalf. Go to Hebrews 7. Back to Hebrews again. Here, hold on. Hebrews 7, 6, 7. Hebrews 7, verses 24 and 25. Something we've already covered um, in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 7, verses 24 and 25. God doesn't... Jesus does intercede on our behalf. He interceded on our behalf because he is the one we had to recognize as Lord and Savior to be recognized as 
capable and able to be to have fellowship with the Lord uh, when we leave here. He is the one who intercedes for us. But because he remains forever, verse 24 of Hebrews 7, he holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to, to come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. He always lives to intercede for them. That's his life purpose. How about that? You just learn about, when you read a passage like this, you see, why is Jesus here? He is here to intercede for us. That's what he is always able to do, and he is able to do that for all all people, past, present, present and future. Uh, that is what his purpose is, and he has lived, he performed his purpose by dying on the cross for us. And in times of pain and persecution or suffering, we need to trust in Jesus Christ and trust in him with confidence, which is something that we have to challenge ourselves in that very area sometimes. We're not always, I think, challenging him with confidence. But that's what faith re requires. Faith requires being obedient to the Lord and, and trusting in him. So this, these, this faith that we're talking about here is something that we have to look at very, very closely. Um, and make sure that we're paying attention to how God honors us when we have faith. He intercedes for us. He intervenes for us. When we call on his name in prayer, he speaks to us. He encourages us. He teaches us. He reinforces us. He builds us up. He helps us so that we can't be torn down so easily by attacks from Satan. That's what we need. We need him to build us right back up again. He is our firm foundation. He is the one that we stand upon. He is the one that supports us in spite of what we're going through. He understands our hearts. He understands our minds. He understands our moods. He understands where we are at any given moment. He encourages us. He gives us these hugs when we cry. He... Um, he knows those emotions because he showed those emotions himself. When Jesus wept himself, when everybody was so upset about Lazarus dying, Jesus also felt the same emotion as well, too. So he certainly relates even when we have those moments of difficulty as well, too, and we're struggling with something. When we're crying, um, I think sometimes he just cries with us. He just says, I, it's okay. I understand exactly where you're coming from. And so that's something to pay attention to here when we look at what our faith does. Our faith, it reinforces our relationship with Jesus Christ. Faith is a great reinforcement of our relationship with him. When we were reading in verses 39, and we're also going to read verse 40 again, um, Hebrews 11 has been called the Faith's Hall of Fame type of chapter. And I think the thing to take, keep in mind here is that when we look at the end of this particular chapter, this end of this section here anyway, not everybody received the, the, the things that God had promised, which was something that um, you would think would be a little bit surprising uh, for those who may have heard this for the first time or had not understood that but the reality is is that um 
the promise of, of these people that were referring to in the Old Testament, they knew that there was something great coming, but they didn't know what it was. They just knew that they had to have faith. They knew that they had to have faith and trust in something that they definitely could not see. They could not imagine it. They didn't know what it was. But they had faith, and they trusted and believed, and they would experience the reward later, obviously, um, uh, when they left here. I think that that's what's important for us to see here. They died before Christ's time. That's what we're getting at here, okay? So the promises of Jesus Christ uh, were not yet being fulfilled uh, until such time as Christ came. So they were not able to realize all of those things, but they knew that there was a reward coming in the future. And they knew that this was something that they uh, could, in fact, uh, recognize and see one day. They believed God enough to have faith to do the very things that they were carried out to do, uh, and they would do those things. And, I mean, let's face it, Abraham, <clears throat> Abraham was promised something that was very, very uh, unusual. It, there would be more people that would follow you that would out, you know, you couldn't count the number of uh, stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore, uh, the number of people who would be following you, Abraham. And remember, this was someone who Abraham and Sarah, Sarah was barren uh, up until age 90. Uh, and, and Abraham was 100 years old when he had Isaac. And so that was just the beginning. And, and, and so, but he had to have faith that God was going to honor that promise that he was, had been made. He would not see it during his lifetime, of course, and, and, and of course he couldn't because it would not be possible to do that. But Abraham is where now? He is, he is one of the ones who was one of those people that came down and, and spent time with Jesus during the transfiguration. Um, Abraham was one of those people who was there uh, during that moment. And so he recognized the role that Jesus had the role that Jesus was going to play. And these are all things that were very, very important for us to see here. Um, but Abraham had to step out on faith. And remember what God said about that. It, it was that faith that was credited to, to Abraham as righteousness because he trusted and believed in, in what God had to say uh, at that moment. We need to recognize that all the focus goes directly to Jesus Christ. We need to have that um, believers need to have that solidarity in believing in Jesus Christ and believing that he can, in fact, answer those prayers, those things we had. Back to verse 40 of Hebrews 11, for God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Yes, God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. And that means that perfection comes in Jesus Christ. He is our perfection. He is the one we look to. This is what the writer of Hebrews was telling the Jewish Christians at the time, that it all goes back to Jesus Christ. That perfection is in Jesus Christ, not in the Old Testament law, not in the, um, not in, not in the way that the old rituals and sacrifices. It is in Jesus Christ. The Old Testament believers and the New Testament believers um, are going to be glorified together. That's what's really important for us to see here. Um, we are one in the body with Christ, with those alive, but we're also one with all those who have ever lived. 
that includes all the people from the Old Testament, all the people that back in the back in the time. We are all one with those individuals. And it takes all of us to be perfect in Jesus Christ. We have to be, our perfection is received in Jesus Christ because we believe in him. And that's a wonderful thing about uh, faith and what faith does. Faith starts the process and it continues throughout our lives as we grow and develop, as we learn, as Rahab had to even learn. It starts the process where we grow and, of course, Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Um, we don't want to leave that out. That's something very important for us to see. Uh, he, she is there in that lineage, which is what, what we need to recognize that Jesus Christ, um, he is the one who is our perfection. And that's what we have to look to in faith as we go through tough times sometimes, go through tough days. But he indeed is our perfection. I hope that you can see this uh, as we look at this exercise in faith over the past um, few weeks or so here now but it is our faith that carries us day after day it is our faith that allows us to be taught and instructed and consoled in many cases day after day in spite of suffering in spite of difficulty in spite of hard times Jesus Christ indeed takes care of us day after day we have to just rely upon him and have faith amen let's pray Father, we thank you for this time that you have set aside for us once again to trust in you, to believe in you, to have faith in you. Lord, we know that you are the one who delivers us. You deliver us from evil. You deliver us from those moments where, Lord, we are woefully inadequate and we need your strength and encouragement each day. We thank you for protecting us from the attacks from Satan. We thank you for keeping us and preserving us. And Lord, you don't keep everything from us, but in everything you do teach us. You teach us more about who you are and how we need to trust in you day after day. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the ongoing instruction. Thank you for loving us and caring about us. And thank you for reminding us that every day that we are here with you, we have a purpose. And thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us in all things that we do. Lord, bless us and keep us as a people, as a family, as a church. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. We give you praise and thanks. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We. I'm glad that you were able to make it. Please stay tuned online for New Beginnings, another message. Um, it's a sermon um, for, for Akron Alliance Fellowship once again. It is pre-recorded, but it is available now for those of us because we're all virtual today. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Please remember your tithes and offerings, and we uh, will see you very soon. Until now, take care of yourselves. God bless you. Merry Christmas, and we'll catch you next time.